my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm great. You smell fish? A little bit. I don't <laughs> smell like fish. The house smells like fish. You made some amazing salmon tonight. Thank you. It was spectacular. What's Thank your secret? You. Cajun spices. Cajun spices. Yes. I don't know. You know what? We have gotten the last batch of salmon from Costco, which has been good. But this salmon was out of this world, and it was from Albertsons. And it was the same price. Was it? Mm -hmm. Wow. Why go all the way to Costco? Right. And go through all that, that rigmarole. Because you end up going to Costco to save five bucks, but you spend an extra 200 <laughs> on Nicky Knacks that you otherwise would not buy. Yeah. And then the little tasters, the little taster booths. Oh, get that's, that's the fun part, though. Yeah. All right. All right, my friends. Hey, we are reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. And uh, for February 4th, the title is Victory Through Faith. The reference is Luke 17.5. This is definitely another pep talk. Is it? This yeah. devotional. We can, we can use some pep talks. On, on we occasion. can then use a little pep. Yeah. <laughs> In our step. And uh, Luke 17.5, I think partially says, increase our faith. Oh, Lord. The scripture reading is Luke 18. One through fourteen. I cannot say Luke without thinking of Star Wars. Isn't and I'm not like a huge Star Wars like junkie, but oh. I, yeah, it's the craziest thing. I always think I am your father, Luke. Every time I say Luke, orale. All right, uh, Smith says in this devotional, inactivity must be brought to a place of victory. Inactivity, what wavers, what hesitates, what fears instead of having faith closes up everything mm. because it doubts instead of believes in God. What is faith? Faith is the living principle of the word of God. It is life. It is. It produces life. It changes life. How great our faith should be, for we cannot be saved except by faith. We cannot be kept except by faith. We can only be baptized by faith, and we will be cut up by faith. Therefore, faith in the living God is a blessed reality. All the wonderful things that Jesus did were done so that people might be changed and made like him. Oh, to be like him in thought, act, and plan. He went about his father's business and was eaten up with the zeal of his house. I am beginning to understand 1 John 3, 2, which says, Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Oh, glory. For <laughs> How far it seems. For we he shall see him as he is. As I feed on the word of God, my whole body will be changed by the process of the power of the Son of God. The Lord dwells in a humble and contrite heart and makes his way into the dry places. So if you open up to him, he will flood you with, with his life. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that I should have a humble and contrite. <laughs> All right, that's my problem. Yeah, Oy vey. You can never cleanse sin. You can never purify sin. You can never be strong if in sin. You will never have a vision while in sin. Revelation stops when sin comes in. The human spirit must come to an end. But the spirit of Christ must be alive and active. 
you must die to the human spirit. And then God will quicken your mortal body and make it alive. Without holiness, no man will see God. The thought for today, a little bit of sin will spoil a whole life. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, look at Hey, Carol Texley, nice to see you. Oh, wow. She um, typed in a, a link that we should look at. Yes. Uh, Lissy Vargas. Watching from Florida. Watching from Florida. Hi, Lissy. Oh, you know, it, it's so funny because Florida what used to be a place that used to be made fun of because of the hanging chads and a bunch of stuff that used to happen over there and the old folks, that kind of stuff. Now it's God's country, <laughs> Florida. And everybody wants to live there. Everybody. I mean, I love the governor. DeSantis, uh, I can. He, we should just make him president. The promised now. land. Oh, so fantastic, Lizzie. I'm so, so jealous. Um, I am alive today. Carol, what, 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 what does that mean? What happened? Though we are very happy to hear that. Yeah, we need to know a little bit more about what's going on with Carol. Um, what's uh, what what pops out at you on this devotional today? Well, on the second reading, what popped out mm -hmm. was this um the concept of sin because we say that all of us are sinners mm -hmm. and we continue to be sinners but we understand there has to be a certain amount of holiness we we have to be holy but yet we're, we all sin and we all sin every day so there's right so there's this there's this uh not a balance but this concept that we had to get to where it's like we try to avoid as much sin as possible to be holy, uh, but realize that it's a it's a it's a daily grind and a daily struggle, mm -hmm. because it's uh, Smith talks about it quite often as like black or white, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it can ever be black or white until the day when we see his face and we're changed into him, uh, because I don't think. Even Smith lived without any sin ever once he received the Holy Spirit. Um, but he's right. When you say revelation stops when sin comes in. I know, like I got mad at my daughter this morning and I yelled and I was just like, I was, I, I was in a state of unbelief at that moment. Like I just, afterwards, I just knew I was like, oh, I hate that person. I hate that person that yells like that. Like it just... You know, I just, I, I knew I had gone out of like the Holy Spirit would, was not talking to me. And, you know, like, you just like, you, you almost after the moment passes, when you engage in an act like that afterwards, you can almost see him looking at you like, wow, that was, that was rough, you know? Yeah. And you're just kind of like, okay. Well, the Holy Spirit was good. And then you were, it was too late. Like, wow. She I was really like, Psh. <laughs> Psh. I'm busy here. <laughs> he's like wow well you really you really took that one uh to the extreme didn't you but we still we have to struggle for holiness we have to continue to um pray for holiness mm. because it's not something we could do in our own strength again it is becoming more like him and and smith is constantly telling us that we have to believe we have to believe we're becoming more like him we have to believe he can change us and transform us and um get back on the horse and Start all over again. Get back on the horse. Um, you know what's interesting is that we both know, we both know when you or I have started off a day with something negative because it affects the whole day. And quite often we'll say, you know, to ourselves, I wonder, wonder if it was something, you know, what it was. 
because you can tell there's something off. And you'll often ask me and say, what? what? Did you get a text from your ex-wife? <laughs> what made you say that? How did you know? How did you know? Because he goes, because <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> and, um, so I had to look? All day. Uh, yeah, it was like the way that you talk sometimes is a little bit like a little snappier. But you have a, you have a, a great... There's something that you're, one thing I love about your personality is that you have you have strength and power, but when it when that is uh, that same strength and power that you have when it gets weaponized when it gets weaponized it's it's sharper. <laughs> so I just I just learned to you know, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna mosey on down. Yeah. But I mean I, again it's a, it's not you. I mean I do the same thing. You know right away like you know. But what happened? Something happened. Something is not right right here. <laughs> and you do that. Well, and then I have this whole, like, it messes with my day because then I'm mad at myself mm. yeah. also. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Aren't you past that? Aren't you past behaving like that? Yeah. No. And then, the, and then the devil comes and says, no, you're not past it. You're the same crappy person right. you were last year and the night before that <laughs> and the day before that. And then he's like, why do you bother? Why do you bother trying? And I like this whole conversation and I'm like, zip it, devil, not today, Satan, not today. But yeah. And that's why I kind of laughed at this one sentence. The Lord dwells in a humble and contrite heart and makes his way into the dry places. So if you open up to him, he will flood you with his life. And I, and I, 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 I blocked that flood with my contrite, <laughs> with my not so humble heart and my contrite heart um, and um but but they were so up the, the holy spirit catches me and says don't send that email in that in tone that, uh, ask hedia to look at that email before you send it <laughs> um or that text that's two pages long that i reduced down to okay <laughs> but but the okay text was once not uh, okay it was like a, a full page like, <laughs> you can hear me hitting the, the keyboard um, oh, but this good. is so good. It's just a, another good reminder. But what can we do? And if anybody that's watching, we have, uh, I, I have a question here from Kyle. Uh, that's not a question. Oh, yeah, it is yeah. a question uh, from Kyle that I want to bring up. But I, I first want to ask, where, where can we draw from that? What we know, we know that our, when our day goes off kilter, what, what is it that we can do to bring it back on the, the rails? Is it, is pray. it, yeah, you would just, just pray for you. It's repentance prayer too. Like, <sighs> Lord, I'm sorry. I, I lost it. Or I just, I don't feel right. I, I do. Trust me, if I were not to pray, that derailment would, would be a great, would, would be a catastrophe. Would be a catastrophe. <laughs> would be an absolute catastrophe. So I, I always have to pray for um, a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I ask for her to be filled with the Holy spirit. And I, I repent. And then I ask for his love and his patience and his majesty to fill me, to cover me. And, Mm. and I just sit and you don't need to go. I don't get on my knees and I do it while I'm driving. Mm. You know what I mean? I do it while I'm driving. I'll do it while I'm in the kitchen while I'm just, you know, wiping a counter. Uh, Because I can't, I can't recover without that. All the wonderful things that Jesus did were done so that people might be changed and made like him. Yes. Thank him for all the wonderful things he did. And that's uh, my response to Kyle. Hmm. And there's scripture. Uh, Kyle says from Twitch, which is awesome. um, Former Catholic here. Me too. 
uh, Jesus died for our sins. Wouldn't it be doing him a disservice if we didn't sin? Wow. Actually, the Apostle Paul responds to that and says, uh, based on the fact that Jesus has died for our sins and has forgiven all of our sins, should we continue to abound in sin? And he says, heavens, no, because that grieves the Holy Spirit. And that shows dishonor to his sacrifice by continuing to sin and instead and not instead pursuing holiness so that our lives, our character will embody him because our whole, we didn't get saved just for us. That's the most important thing to remember. We got saved so that others will be saved by coming into contact with us. And so if we continue to be wretched people, nobody's going to get saved through us. You know, if we, if we don't, if we don't pursue holiness, um, then we, <laughs> we were almost like a, a worthless catch. Uh, so that's my, that's my understanding of why, um, not only from scripture, but also just how we're supposed to, the great commission is to go out and preach the gospel. And if we're wretched people mm-hmm. are preaching the gospel, does a disservice to Christ. Okay. If we're wretched. Got it. That is awesome. Great answer. Luke seventeen five. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So even the, even the apostles. Oh, yeah, constantly, because they were constantly fumbling yes. and making mistakes. And that's the thing, to, back to what you were uh, talking about with Kyle, is that we don't need to, to sin. We just do. There's no... It's, we don't need to consciously go out no, pursuing we, we, have, we have to consciously try not to sin <laughs> yes. constantly work at it that it would be doing jesus a disservice if we weren't respectful of what he did do uh if we didn't you know continue to try to be more like him uh, knowing well 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 and good that um, we're gonna fail at some point yes when i when i write a post on facebook and call people names yes <laughs> All right, uh, Luke 18, 1 through 14. Two great parables. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was a certain city, a judge, who did not fear the Lord nor regard for man. Now there was this widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he would say within himself, oh, although I do not fear God or man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her less by her continual coming to me. She wearies me. (laughs) Then the Lord said, hear what that unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? How sad that Jesus has to ask that question. Yeah. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus to himself, O God, I thank you that I am not like other men, the extortioners, the unjust, the adulterers, and even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. 
And again, that's Jesus providing the answer. When you sin, repent and say, Jesus, I'm a wretched sinner. Mm -hmm. Please help me. Absolutely. Psalm 69. Because zeal for your house has eaten me up. (laughs) And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. This is David crying out. Oh, that was the whole song. Romans. Uh, 8.11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So if he could raise Jesus from the dead, he could fix us too. And he who has begun a good work in us surely shall complete it. Hebrews 12.14. Pursue peace with people not just your brothers and sisters not just with people you love pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the lord an answer to our friend kyle as well Mm. how important the pursuit of holiness is to the lord wow doesn't matter whether we think we achieve it or not but we pursue it earnestly passionately out of the love of what christ has done for us Mm. we don't give up we just keep trying. This reminds me a little bit of what we're dealing with, with the school boards and I mean, just with everything that's going on in the world. Number one, that uh, I was talking about yesterday on a, on a, a, a different show uh, that I do, where it's that, you know, keeping yourself under control. Yes. And not losing it to a point where you now become the crazy one, the, the lunatic. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. <laughs> like my did this morning to my daughter. I have learned. Oh. Uh oh, you became that woman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so important. I mean, it, you you want to fight and you want to push and you don't want to back down, but you also want to leave room for there to be a fix to where the other side doesn't become so hardened. And now they, do, they do not want to give you, they don't want to. They don't, because they don't like you. Yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You've insulted yes. them. You called them names. You, yes. you know what I mean? You, it, you humiliated them. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes personal. It no longer becomes about the issue. That's what I'm so worried about in our school board is that the, the, the back and forth is so contentious and so mean yep. that it's very hard to recover. I hope that message came across yesterday when I was talking about it. It was um, difficult um, because I, I, I want people to be passionate, passionate, and I want them to show up and be there. Um, but you know, I, I, I wanted to say it in a way that didn't that, that that had a message of you know we can do this. We just need to be smart about how it is we do it and spirit filled for us at least. For those yeah. that are believers, you still want to be like uh, people say, like the interview I had where it's like Christians are to blame for January 6th. Well, hold on a second. Like, because somebody is violent and happens to be a Christian, Christians are not leading violence. So it's the same thing. We don't want people that are watching us to be like, oh, look at these conservatives, the Christians. You know, like they're so violent, they're so rude, they're so mean, and yet they call themselves Christians. Uh, we that is not a proper representation of Jesus. No. no. 
Uh, just real quick, I brought up, uh, hey, Jared, nice to see you. Not sure you hit that one yet. I don't think so. Nope. I'm not sure what pray for Stangle courage and wisdom. I think it's something in that newsletter that we need to read. And oh, Oh, you know, it's funny about this story. So uh, Carol uh, put a link in the comment section. I'm going to put it so that I'm not talking about the something that at least the people watching can't see. And that is um, about uh, some children, some people, some students in school, in high school, uh, leaded, led a uh, walkout over mass mandates. And what's interesting, Carol, that you bring up the story is that that story was uh, being played on my radio when I had my son Rhett in the car and we were on For our way to karate. Second day that he was home from and yet school. And today he, he refused to wear the mask and got walked out of school today again. Um, and I went and picked him up and we had a, a fine discussion. I'm not going to go through the whole story. <laughs> but I asked him if he understood what was going on and he was brilliant. In his as, summation, as he usually is. of you know, this is a protest about these masks that we know don't work, and uh, he went through the whole thing. Like I didn't even, I didn't even coach him. I mean, he just. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm sure he listens to me yes. when I talk and, and that kind of stuff. But I'm not the only one. But his summation of, of of how to do it, I said, but you know that this doesn't give you a green light to um, to not listen to authority, teacher, principal, vice president. They're all authorities. Um, on this one, it's just one of those things that we look at. It's they're wrong. In this case, now they're following orders, and and so we went through that, and so and then and then so that was earlier in the day when he got walked out of school. So now we're in our car going to karate. This story that Carol um, uh, put in in the chat is a high schooler that was talking about why he did what he did, and it was exactly what Rhett had said earlier. And Rhett got this big smile on his face, Aww. and he goes, "That's what that's what I did today." And uh, stand, stood up for my rights and I stood up for what is what is right and what is true. And he was just it was pretty awesome. And this That's is actually the high schoolers that we're talking about that they're not putting up with it anymore. And um, and that we, they needed to take a stand and show um, people you know, what, it, what it means to do that in a respectful way. And he was so respectful, the, the high schooler. Nice. And, 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 I, and so was Rhett. He didn't he didn't. He just they said, you know, you need to go see the principal and we're going to call your parents. We're going to come you up. And he said, OK. But um, it's, that's what we're talking about. How come the, the kids can do it so well? And be, <laughs> why are you looking at me? I was respectful on, on my talk. Was I not at the school board meeting the other day? I mean, I, I like the summary. I, I don't remember exactly okay. what you said, <laughs> to be honest. But sometimes but you said I, something very nice to me yesterday you did? about it. Well, because you're great. Oh, thank you. That doesn't mean it's always perfect, but mm. you're. Your intentions, your heart, and why you do it is great. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just, it's just staying on message that it is the fact that these mandates don't work, and that they have to have courage and mm -hmm. stand up against the state, and and just maintaining a spirit-filled approach is what matters. Mm -hmm. And I know for the most part, that's what you're trying to do. Yes, but I also bring. Supporting evidence. I, I bring yes. discovery, which the other side does not. They have nothing because I've always asked and they never bring up anything. So I support it with, with sound information. Uh, Johns Hopkins came out with another study today. Yesterday's was about um, lock, locking down our country, locking down schools, going to Zoom. All these things did not work. They did nothing virtually to save anybody's life. They were, that was a bust. 
and we never should have done it. Today's was that is about um, natural immunity. That is 27 times more um, effective than the vaccines. So this Johns Hopkins is coming out with some, some stuff that's really ruining their, uh, their narrative and how they're going to keep it up. I don't know. Um, but uh, back to the devotional and, and some of the scripture, what is um, uh, the question uh, is what is faith is the, the answer to the question, of course, because that's, uh, that's what I made as the title is faith is the living principle of the word of God. It's such a simple, mm-hmm. it's such a simple definition. Like, it seems like it should be like, well, okay, so there's all kinds of different faith and like it should, like, it sounds like it should go. No, faith is the living principle of the word of God. It is life. It produces life. It changes life. Amen. How great our faith should be. For we cannot be saved except by faith. We cannot be kept except by faith. We can only be baptized by faith. And this is the message I try to put in my article about that mm-hmm. Barry Goodwin's um, denunciation is that he got tied up in a linguistic wrestling match, an intellectual wrestling match. And at the end, the crux of our walk with Jesus is about faith. And a lot of people struggle with giving that as an answer. They're like, no, we have to be able to give historical evidence true. We have to be able to prove and, and, and explain why we believe what we believe. Yes. But at the end of the day, the cornerstone is faith, mm. faith in what Jesus did for us. That oh. element is not teachable. Yes. Faith is not teachable. And he went into, from what he describes, he went into the study of the Bible so that he could argue it. Yeah, like apologetics. Right. Yeah. And I think that that super focus on being able to argue it brings pride. Because then when you lose arguments, you get angry mm. because your pride is at yes. stake. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I could understand, like, can you imagine like your canine expertise? And for me, my, um, the Islamic terrorism stuff, like if that was based on something like faith, where at the end of the day, you have to be like, listen, you just believe or you don't, you know, mm. you give all this evidence, the person's like, either you believe or you don't. And you constantly lose a professional argument would be humbling and demoralizing. So for people right. like us, it's easier because our secular professional lives were something that could be measured. You either knew it or you didn't. You either were right or you were wrong. Right. But faith isn't like that. Hmm. Faith can't be argued. Wow. That's really important information. Because you're not going to come out at somebody that's kind of like wishy-washy or doesn't, you know, doesn't understand with a whole bunch of stats. <laughs> and, I mean, you could say you know, God did this and he created yeah. Adam and Eve. And how do you think this all planets all came out? I mean, you could go through all of that, but at the end of the day, they're going to have to have a mustard seed of faith. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're either going to have to, God's going to open their heart or they're not. But that's what makes our testimony so important. We start with the testimony. You're not going to start with, okay, uh, you know, go through all, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's it, Rosh and, uh, and Meshach and Tubal and Gog. I can go through all the other going, I have no idea. I have I don't have any interest. Well, in some people wouldn't even care about our stories either. Our testimony either mm. be like, that's good for you. <laughs> you need it. You yeah. need it, but I don't. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? At the end, it has to be, they have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. Mm. And at the end of the day, faith is about an election. 
God chooses, preordains, predestines, justifies, and glorifies who he has chosen. Mm. We can't force faith. Wow. So interesting. I learned so much. No. When you when you move those lips, stuff starts <laughs> happening. Start, stuff starts coming out. <laughs> Danielle says. Hey, Danielle. It's like believing in the air, even though you can't see it, and that airplanes fly without completely understanding physics. Yes, it's you just some things you just have to take on faith. <laughs> yeah, I like what Carol said up here uh, too about it's uh, about strength, courage, and wisdom. Those three yes. things when you're uh, you know, talking about issues at schools or talking about God, you know, strength, courage, and wisdom. And uh, that's what God always says: mm. be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So funny, this courageousness thing. Like I, it's it's I've talked about, but I've talked about this before. Like I have no problem going into a building, you know, with maybe even a team of other men with big old guns. But I have no problem going in there with somebody that's armed and dangerous. And I got my dog, and you know, and go in there. And that I don't even my heart barely, you know, pumps up. Right. But you asked me to go the we were other you know this was a couple months ago, but we were in Laguna Beach and it was we were talking you know, preach street preaching. And you, and you said, you know, go talk to that person. I, I couldn't breathe. My heart started pounding. Like, oh, where's that courage? Where, where, where's that dude? And I go, no. And I was hiding behind you like a little kid, like between your legs going, no, don't make me, you go, mommy, you go. <laughs> like a little, like a little, oh, that's funny. like a little girl. Uh, it's like, wow. And you, you can often, I mean, you got up in front of a bunch of Muslims, <laughs> 600 Muslims and said, you, you Muslims, listen here. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is Lord and Savior. I, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. <laughs> I ripped that head covering off and, I, and you threw your hair around. And the Muslims are going, oh, oh uh, this is. This she's got to be crazy to stand is, up and do that. Mike's daughter. <laughs> what the heck happened? That was amazing. Thank you. And there I am at the beach hiding behind you going, I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm so scared. My heart started pumping. Hey, I got to ask you a question. You are a Washington, D.C. person. Yes. Um, these people. Which people? They, they get, they get uh, reused and re yes. know, over and the, over and over again. The deep staters. The deep state. They just never go away. No. They were in Obama's administration. They take a little, they go, they're like uh, bears. We go to a think tank. They're like, like little bears. They go into a cave and hibernate. They, they go to a think tank and, and they then think, they come back. They think of all like, okay, <laughs> what evil things can we do? When we get into power again? What is it that none of them have ever been taught how to speak? What do you mean? You got that Saki chick and then you got the Kirby. They cannot get through past two words without going, um, uh. Okay, wait. Uh, uh, right. I told right, you, I actually right. worked with Kirby. Kirby's, this is the first job that I know of that is that high public profile. So mm. remember, a lot of people are very smart policy-wise, mm -hmm. are great intellectuals, but they're not public speakers. Well, it's like putting somebody that can barely speak English on the, on the, uh, the order uh, of speaker, we're a fast food restaurant and you're going, what? Can you repeat my order? And then you go, I can't understand what you're saying. Like, why did they do that? Well, find something else. They can well, speak. It's about, it's about knowledge and it's about mm. rank. And so people are like, well, this is the person with the most knowledge loyal to this administration that we could stick in that job. 
well, it, the, the knowledge doesn't come out because you're so busy thinking, is he lying? It, I mean, because <laughs> whenever I interview a suspect, whenever he starts stammering, I go, oh, he's trying to, <laughs> he's trying, he's lying to me right now. Well, it's probably for the military, they're in a really precarious position right now because they're normally not, they don't normally, first of all, they never publicly speak against the administration. That's like, it's commanding officers. Mm. They're, they're a military organization. So you don't speak against your commanding officer ever. And then you're having to answer these very difficult questions about stuff that the military didn't often agree with in terms of this administration. Mm -hmm. So how do you finesse that answer that you're like, you internally know that something like answering about Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was the hardest for Kirby was that, and trust me, that's the context in which I worked with Kirby was Afghanistan and Pakistan. So he knows Afghanistan and Pakistan. So having to defend what this administration did in Afghanistan was probably brutal on him. I, I, I can guarantee it. It was brutal on him because he worked for the context. I knew him as he worked for McMullen, who was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who was a brilliant man and and really understood these issues. So like I said, I think that position to answer for the military, to be spokesperson for the military in, in this administration is probably extremely difficult. I want to try to like him because you said he's a nice guy. He's nice and smart and gracious. He, he's a good guy. Really? Yes. I, I mean, I, come I, across. <laughs> but like I said, imagine, imagine that you had to defend, you are still a police officer yeah. and you would have to defend what the mayor's doing. You know, the police officers answer to the mayor. Yeah. You know, so can you imagine in this day and age having to answer for Mayor Garcetti? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, what, uh, you do it for a day and then, and then the next time you go, listen, I, I, I'm not putting up with this. Right. But Which finally, the chief of police is starting to do for LAPD. Today, he spoke out against. Did he? Yeah. Because. It was an interview that he did. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Because up until now, yeah. he's been defending every single action. Yep. The sheriff who's elected is like, screw you. I don't have to do that. Um, but the chief does. Right. And so it's how do you balance that? How do you balance the institutional knowledge that you have? I mean, Kirby's been fighting the Afghan war for 25 years. Right. You know, he knows what that's all about. And to go in there and be like, no, we were supposed to leave. Like I could, I could just imagine him like as the words are coming out, he wants to eat them and <laughs> run, and go home. You know, the silliest thing that they were defending today was a statement that somebody else in the, in the, uh, I don't know if it was uh, the Pentagon or whatever, he was speaking and saying we have, we have uh, credible intelligence that the Russians are going to create a video that shows that they need to defend themselves from the Ukraines or something like that, and then everybody's like going, wait, do you, what do you mean, wait, what? Where's the in intelligence for that? Oh, you just have to believe me when I say it. This is the other guy. And uh, that we have the intelligence. And they go, no, usually you have something you can show us what you're credible. At. I mean, what? And so what? It was like this big deal about this video the Russians are supposedly going to create. Well, the, the reporter was like getting pissed. He's going, I've been with you guys for like 10 years. <laughs> like You've never just said something so silly and then didn't have something to back it up. I mean, he goes, well, I'm not going to give you you know, top secret, he goes top secret about them creating a video. <laughs> like, it's not like they, they're creating some huge weapon. And so he was like going, I don't understand what you guys, you just have to believe me when you say it. 
And so then Kirby had to come on and defend the, the, that, statement. the, the that statement. And it was like 15 minutes spent on nonsense uh, about this thing. So it's just really goofy. And so that's where I asked you about Kirby this morning. And you told me that he's a really nice guy and this really sucks for him. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to feel sorry for him. Well, because, and it, it, I, that's why I gave you the cop mm. example. Imagine being the highest level officer, being the chief and having to defend the policies of the mayor that you think are just horrible. Yeah, and Carol's right. It, it, they did mean it was declassified information. The video? Mm -hmm. the, the, no, not even the video. The video's not even been created. But it the, was the talk means, that they were going to create a video. But the means by which they find out that information mm. is top secret. It's probably from a CI, a confidential informant, or it's from wire intercepts. And so when you see them tongue-tied, oftentimes when it's about intelligence, mm. it's because they can't explain how the video came to be. They can't explain how they know the video was about to be produced. Right. Because it, it lets out a whole bunch of information that they do not want to let out. The argument between the reporter and the, the, the spokesperson at that time, whoever the guy is, he's a, you've seen him before and you've mentioned, you, I think you may know him too. Um, little skinny guy, little skinny rat. <laughs> <laughs> but between that, I mean, it was like the whole news cycle was about this stupid video that was, you know, they were thinking about create. That's what the whole thing, they were they're thinking about creating a video. Like, what is this? Like they just come up with such, uh, I mean, just to go back to, they just come up with just these, these crazy things to, to, um, to talk about something else other than the bad stuff that's going on. They just come up with other stuff, I think, to try to change the subject. You know, they want to talk about the economy or anything like that. Well, Kirby's not going to talk about the economy. No, but I'm just saying that's what they go, hey, let's talk about this video and maybe they'll stop talking about the economy. <laughs> they'll stop talking about, you know, whatever else bad news that Biden has going on. Oh. Speaking of, uh, of, uh, of, of bad things going on <laughs> is that I am, I am really tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you know what happens That's when rare. we get tired? We start, we get slap we? happy. Yeah. We, we both get, oh, get slap okay. happy. And we, we, Does we, that mean you're going to start to tell one of your teenage stories? <laughs> we talk nonsense. <laughs> no, I was going to go on another rant about the, 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 what I love at this CNN because I, you know, and again, this whole thing is that we shouldn't have bad thoughts about other people's failures. That's probably one thing that Jesus would not want us to do. But I am a little giddy about everything that's happening at CNN. <laughs> it's just, just falling apart. Nobody's watching. People are getting fired. People are getting caught up in scandals. And you know, we, all of us are just saying, we tried to tell you. Well, God will avenge the righteous. Yes. And I'm sorry. I pray for all of them that they find a new job. Yes. And they find a new audience doing whatever it is they do. But um, it is really interesting watching everything just kind of implode over there at CNN. The last thing that just the, the funniest last thing that I just posted is that um, Acosta, who's one of the, he was a reporter, mm -hmm. uh, but now he has his own show, that it's a story that he's um, afraid that this billionaire who, finance, who helped finance President uh, Trump's um, election back in 2016. Which billionaire? Um, I have the story. Okay. I, um, I can bring it up really fast. Um, is um, going to buy CNN, this guy. I don't know who the guy is. Let's see. Let's see if his name comes up here. Um, uh, John Malone. John Malone. Wealthy pro-Trump financier John Malone is the majority owner of Discovery, 
the company that will soon hmm. run CNN after Zucker's departure. <laughs> the picture of Acosta that they have, and there's like his pouty lips. Oh, that was the last thing that just made me laugh so hard. Wouldn't that be so, wouldn't that be fantastic? It would. It would be amazing. All right, anything else about the devotional? Well, I, I can't know. believe he took us on this whole other subject matter. <sighs> Luke. Luke. Gotta love Luke. What do we know about Luke before we leave? He was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so his um, gospel it has got a lot of factual detail and he was considered very methodical and he gathered the oral traditions of uh, Mary mm-hmm. and uh, was considered one of the great compilers of the oral tradition when he wrote his gospel. Very cool. I like Luke. I always thought I would name one of the kids Luke, but I never did. Aww. I'm not sure why that happened, but one of them was. And he accompanied him. Apostle Paul in his last days too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Apostle Paul. Wasn't Paul in prison? Mm-hmm. So He would visit him in prison. Oh. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. Chosen story? The chosen, that's right. Very cool. All right. Anything else, my love? I think that's it. I'm afraid to ask because sometimes you go and you start telling stories. <laughs> uh, just to tie it all back, yeah. it's about faith, folks. Yep. At the end of the day, it's about faith. Pursuit of holiness, uh, remembering that we are sinners saved by grace and to never stop pursuing holiness. Time for another kid. Yeah, no thanks. That is not no, going to happen. Please. It's impossible, actually. Yeah, this shop's closed. This <laughs> shop's closed for business unless we're adopting. You know what? I just want to tell you how much I love you. Oh, thank I know you. the day started off you. a little bit rough, and you know it. We uh, and I just, I just know that the 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 fact that you caught it so quickly is a huge, huge thing that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. Thank you. And talking to you, our faith has grown so much uh, together. Amen. And uh, and I just love God for for doing that for us. Amen. He's been amazing. Now this isn't so that we can get you know so something bad will happen. I want to make sure that I'm not letting some good things out. <laughs> love you too, Carol. <laughs> the reason the reason I say that is because I think we told did we tell a story about Ray? I was telling we were on the, yes, the lift and in, the, in the mountains, and I said this is a perfect day. Everything is so wonderful. And then she broke her arm. Well. We're not saying that I'm always going to catch it quickly. No. <laughs> Let's not set up an unreasonable standard. <laughs> no, I just know. And I'm just grateful because it just, I know how um, we both have, we, that we both have very strong personalities and, and God put us together for a reason so that we can, we can be happy together and handle each other. Temper. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I love God, it too. It's amazing. God is good. Um, hey, did you know? That we are one of the top five most recommended podcasts <laughs> on the Edify app. If you don't know how app. to get it, check it out. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. It's fun that you rescue me when I'm struggling. <laughs> I can do that too. I think it's kind of interesting.
All right, my friends, go get the Edify app and download it onto your phone and, and listen to our podcast and um, some of the other people. They're not quite as good as us, but they're, they're okay. Minor, yeah. minor preachers and pastors, yeah. world-renowned. <laughs> Have a couple of followers. Right. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Have a great night, and we will see you manana. God bless. Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye.